This is your woo-woo best friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hello, it's Andy, and this is your woo-woo best friend, and I'm coming to you today from Sweden. Last week, I brought you the episode from London. Today, I am here in Sweden. This is the first time in a really long time, my friend, that I can say my inner digital nomad is being fully expressed. I am recording this episode in my hotel room in Sweden, and this is going to be the reality for the next really couple of months. I'll be in and out of LA, but after this trip, in which I'm here in Sweden right now, and then I'll be back in London, I will be in Bali for some time in March and April. By the way, you can join me in Bali. We do still have a few spaces on our WeWe immersion retreat. We're going to be in two different areas of Bali. We're going to be in the jungle and the beach, a little surf town. So if you want to come, definitely check the show notes. We've got the details on how you can join me for the Bali retreat experience. We also have a retreat coming at the end of the summer in Palm Springs, if that's more your vibe. But I'm feeling so inspired and really just energized getting back out in the world. This used to be very much my life. I know many of you know I was a travel blogger for years, and in 2020, obviously, that was not possible, and I truly did a hard pivot in a lot of the work that I was doing and brought forward some of the other interests that I had at that time and fully pursued those interests, this podcast being one of those. And I'm just really grateful for my time as a travel blogger, but also the opportunity to pivot and do work that I feel is really impactful and important at this point in my life and in the point of the folks who listen to this show and your lives too. I feel like, honestly, it makes the travel even more meaningful and especially the retreat experiences because we're bringing this thinking around attainable transformation into those travel experiences and manifestation and overall well-being and a commitment and a connection to aligning to our higher selves and all of that good stuff. Okay, so let's get into the episode So I'm a rather new TikToker. I honestly said for a really long time that it was not a place for me, but I'm doing it and I actually am starting to enjoy it. I don't do a ton of scrolling. I'm really intentional about what I'm checking out, but I am finding that there is some information there and some thought-provoking conversation starters that I'm pretty into. So the conversation I want to have today is around our self-image, and this came to me after I came across a video created by a photographer. I then reshared it on my TikTok and then shared it on my Instagram Reels, too, and the premise was this. This photographer basically takes photos and deconstructs them. She talks about what's been photoshopped, and in this particular video, she highlights several celebs from the 90s. It's Jennifer Aniston and Julia Roberts and Christina Applegate and Whitney Houston and a couple of others. And she shows them in their rawness and their realness as the 90s beauties that they absolutely were. And and then she comments on what these particular photos, this set of photos would look like today in today's times when everything is hyper edited. She then 
edits these photos. She basically photoshops them, adds filters. So now each of these women in the photos have like full faces of makeup, all blemishes, all wrinkles have been removed. And that's the commentary. When I saw this, I had so many thoughts. My first thought was, okay, can we just have an unprocessed 90s era raw realness revival? Wouldn't that be amazing? We are living our lives in times of full cultural acceptance of a highly filtered, highly altered visual reality. The excessive use of Photoshop can be found in most of the photos that we see from advertisements and magazines, which we know it's happening there. Movies and TV, we know that there's filters and lights and all sorts of things that make people look quite considerably different than they actually look. And then there's Instagram and TikTok where we believe things to be a little bit more real. But the reality is that's not really the case. And we are surrounded by unrealistic, unattainable imagery. Our society is encouraging us to embrace wholly unrealistic, digitally altered, and flawless facades. High exposure to perfectly symmetrical faces that have these like lush lashes and full pouty lips and Bella Hadid level cheekbones, that stuff has been proven time and time again to have a largely negative impact on our self-esteem. Photoshop, the editing apps, the filters, all this stuff is literally tricking our subconscious mind into believing that this level of flawless beauty actually exists. So in that video, we see Jennifer Aniston and Sarah Jessica Parker and Julia Roberts and Whitney Houston and a couple of others morph from raw and real beauties into something almost otherworldly. And when you look at it this way, it's like, oh my God, what is happening? But if we saw those pictures without the before and after, we would not necessarily even think to comment on it. We would just be like, well, that's just a beautiful person. And our subconscious mind would see this flawlessness and we would believe in some capacity that this exists, that this is real even though our logical mind knows it's likely not true. I say all of this as an observer, a mental wellness advocate, as someone who went through eating disorder treatment and recovery in her teenage years. I'm also a beauty industry entrepreneur, and I am someone who gets Botox. I've tried filler and will likely do it again. So I don't judge what someone chooses to do with their face or their Photoshopping practices. I've definitely used all the apps to make corrections when I'm feeling especially flawed. I also love the raw realness of these 90s celebs. And a part of me wishes that I could really allow myself to show up that way. So in this episode, I'm sharing my thoughts on the Photoshop and filtering dilemma, Zoom face and how it affects our mindset, and how we inevitably begin to talk to ourselves and how that can be especially damaging for our mental well-being and, in addition, our ability to design an optimal and happy future. This episode is sponsored by Herbal Face Food, the most potent, 
multi-correctional antiviral skincare product on the market. I kind of love that Herbal Face Food is the sponsor of this particular conversation, and here's why. Herbal Face Food is not a magic potion. It's simply the best of plant science going to work for the health of your skin. The product was founded after Michael Zinn spent 15 years exposing his skin to the harsh conditions of tanning beds, trying to look younger, trying to look healthier, which ultimately did the reverse in the long run. It caused extreme hyperpigmentation on his face, and he was told by numerous doctors and skincare professionals that the damage he had caused was permanent. He was offered a couple of quick fixes things that were highly aggressive recommendations like bleaching his skin or laser surgery. Okay, ouch. But at that time, there was no solution for hyperpigmentation at all. Michael was shocked and dismayed that modern science and the world's most advanced skincare laboratories didn't have a long-term solution for him. So what did he do? He set out to create something using nothing but plants to heal himself. Herbal Face Food has no filler, no chemicals. This is potent, phytonutrient-packed products designed to heal your skin at the cellular level. You can use my discount code, WeeWeeGirl, for 20% off the Herbal Face Food collection. That is O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L for 20% off. And if you want to try the brand new product, the cream, I am loving it, you can use the code WeeWeeGirlCream, O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L. G-I-R-L, cream. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, so now we have moved beyond the Photoshop and filtering dilemma. And there's a thing now called Zoom Face. This is not new. We first saw this through the studies coming out in 2020 when we were all seeing our faces on Zoom all day long. One report showed that 66% of us see huge deformations to our faces after just one minute at looking at ourselves on a screen. Let that sink in. You spend just a minute getting on the Zoom, and all of a sudden, you start to see something that is actually not reality. So if you're experiencing more anxiety over perceived flaws than usual right now in these times, You are very much not alone. It's important to acknowledge that we collectively have this impulse to obsess. And so I'm wondering, how do we begin to subvert the negative thinking patterns that come up in these experiences of seeing over-filtered, photoshopped pictures all day long on our social media feeds, and then getting onto meetings at work or even gatherings with friends digitally and having to stare at our own faces day in and day out. As I've been thinking about this and digging into, honestly, some of the 2020 archives, I came across an article in Vogue magazine. There was an interview with a doctor. Her name is Dr. Hilary Weingarten. She's a body dysmorphia expert, and she was interviewed about this Zoom face impact. And here's what she had to say. She said, over-focusing on your appearance for long periods of time can distort your perceptions so that you are no longer seeing yourself clearly. She goes on to say, this is especially true when you're looking at your appearance up close and fixating 
on an area of concern for a prolonged period of time, rather than looking more holistically at your full reflection. The body part of concern can start to appear very blown out of proportion to you. We know that unattainable beauty ideals is absolutely nothing new, but the constant selfieing, the constant over-filtering, the pervasive photo editing apps have truly had a dramatic impact on our self-image and the doctors are confirming this. When we're comparing ourselves to perfected images, keep in mind this can be a really subconscious thing. We begin to feel self-critical and inadequate and our confidence can come crashing and sometimes we don't even know this is going on because we're walking around out in the world. We're seeing this stuff. We're seeing it on our phones. We're seeing it on our screens. We're seeing it on billboards. We're seeing people making decisions to make changes to their face in real life. When we see them on the streets, we're like, oh my gosh, how does she have no wrinkles? How does she have such glowing skin? This is incredible. And again, like no shade to anyone who makes a decision to do something like that. But we're seeing it so frequently that now our subconscious is like, hey, sis, what's wrong with you? So what in the world can we do to counteract all of this? As I was doing research for this episode, I came across an article in Forbes. I'll actually link it in the show notes. And it literally suggested more filler, more high-level, pharmaceutical-grade skincare. And I was literally like, what the fuck? I'm not opposed to pursuing these types of treatments, but doing them because you have mind-fucked yourself being on Zoom all day and walking on the streets and seeing people who have made dramatic changes to their natural face and then seeing it on your screens, you are going to feel really bad. And I do not love seeing an article in a magazine like Forbes that's like, all right, if you're feeling bad about your face, go get more pharmaceutical grade skincare or go get more filler or go get more Botox. And that's the way. So I'm on the other hand, going to suggest a few ways to reset your mind and show up in support of yourself. And if you do want to go the route of more aggressive pharmaceutical grade skincare fillers and Botox, go for it. Again, I have done these things too, but I also want us to think about how to reset the subconscious mind and be in better care of self, specifically our mental well-being. So here's the first thing. Stop talking shit about yourself. Stop apologizing for how you look. I don't know personally if I have the nerve to be fully unprocessed myself, but I have been feeling a bit more willing to go sans makeup lately to let my skin breathe. This whole time I've been in Europe, I've actually done very little makeup. I've been doing like a little mascara, some lip gloss, a face tint because it's got SPF. And I'm, act, I'm really having to actively practice not apologizing for going out in public that way. So when you get on a Zoom or a FaceTime with a friend or on Instagram to post a story or go out and have coffee with your girlfriends, do your best to avoid commenting negatively on your appearance. No, oh my God, my hair, or sorry, I didn't do my brows today. Also notice, this is a thing most of the time that women do. Rarely are guys 
getting on Zoom and being like, oh, excuse me, I'm wearing this hat today because my hair is fucked and I haven't shaved. Like they just don't typically say things like that. And we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I haven't put my lipstick on or oh, I'm so sorry. My hair is a mess right now. So stop the shit talking about yourself. Stop apologizing for how you look. Number two, in the spirit of self-love, the next time you're selfieing or Zooming or whatever it might be, and you feel your confidence plunging in the shift of the not saying something shitty about yourself, actually compliment yourself. Pay attention to your uniqueness, what makes you special. When you notice yourself becoming distracted by worrying about your appearance or comparing it to others, practice gently redirecting your focus back to what you're there for. And also remember, you can turn off the self-view on Zoom anytime. And I want you to think about complimenting something that has nothing to do with your appearance. So maybe you are on a Zoom call and you've brought up something that was a really remarkable point, or maybe your creativity has been super next level. So start there. Think about the virtues that you have that are not about your appearance. And if you're really like feeling the appearance thing and you like are on the Zoom and you notice that, hey, you did a mask last night and your skin is feeling extra fresh, go ahead and jot a few things down that are nice about yourself and you can make it about your appearance. But then as you're making that list about how great your skin looks, write a few things down that are also unrelated to your appearance. We often overvalue looks and we end up believing that our self-worth and our contribution is fully based on our looks. Writing down the wonderful qualities that you have and those you want to continue to cultivate can go a very long way in retraining your subconscious mind. Number three, unfollow accounts on your socials that are trying to sell you products with unrealistic faces or bodies or who are promoting unattainable beauty standards. I personally am super interested in following women who are raw, real, authentic, who celebrate themselves when they have big wins, who don't self-deprecate, who share honestly how they're feeling and how all of this impacts them too. If you find yourself scrolling and you land on a photo that makes you feel bad or starts to create comparison for you, ask yourself, is this real? Does this person likely really roll around normally looking like this? Or has this photo been edited, filtered, and selected because it was best of 100 shots? Also, let's just remember that less screen time in general is always helpful. So if you catch yourself feeling this way and have to work through this exercise, go ahead and get off the phone too. Just get off. There is science behind why these points can actually make a difference in how you see yourself and, in turn, how you show up in the world. And if you're wondering, well, what exactly is that science? There's a word that we hear a lot in manifestation circles. It's the it's called the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system is located in your brainstem. It's the part of your brain that serves as a filter between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Ben gets to hear this from me all the time if we're in a conversation at dinner or whatever it may be. And he's like, I really hope that this happens, but it's really unlikely. I'm like, okay, let's do a RAS rephrase. 
a reticular activating system rephrase. What's it going to feel like? What's it going to look like? What's it going to sound like? How are we going to celebrate when this thing actually does happen? Because there's always the potential for it to be true. The RAS helps you to see what you want to see. And in doing so, it begins to influence your actions. It is true that you can actually create your future. This is not just a woo-woo phenomenon. You create your future through your thoughts, your actions, your feelings, and your beliefs. And that includes how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, and what you believe to be true about yourself. You're creating your future regardless of the level of your conscious awareness. Your present moment awareness coupled with the future that you create is a deeper reflection of your subconscious programming. Simple changes in our language can create a very different life experience. Have you ever noticed those people that come into a room, they're super magnetic. It's not that they have the best haircut. It's not that they have the coolest shoes. And maybe they aren't the traditional standard of beauty that we see in the magazines, but for some reason, everyone just gravitates towards them. All eyes turn toward them. Those folks likely have really mastered working with their reticular activating system. When we're working with this system, when we say nice things about ourselves, our life feels, well, nicer. When we follow people on social who inspire us and expand us, we are showing our subconscious mind what we believe to be possible for ourselves as well. When we do this regularly enough, we may actually start catching a glance in the mirror of ourselves and being like, oh, hey, girl. We may start walking into that room feeling magnetic. People will start to comment on your energy, on your vibe. The RAS functions on intent. So start creating a mental movie of how you want to see yourself, how others will perceive you, what beautiful future things you will be doing. Then notice the sounds, the conversations, the visuals, the details of that mental movie. Replay it often in your head. Doing this practice often enough will help you feel significantly less mindfucked when you're on those hour-long Zoom sessions. And of course, other areas of your life will likely improve too. Your manifestations will come through more quickly and with more ease, and you will start to design an optimal future for yourself. Let me know how this episode resonates with you. I have several additional solo episodes coming your way very soon. We've got some interviews coming up too. I'm really enjoying this opportunity to have these types of conversations, to do these solo episodes. This is a part of the intention for season three is to go really deep into some of these conversations that I feel are really important for us to be having right now. If you've loved this episode, please do me a favor. If you have not yet done so, go ahead and drop into the app you're listening to this episode on right now. If it's Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us five stars if you believe that that's what the show is worthy of and leave a review. Let me know that this is the episode you listened to and what you thought about it. If you're listening on another app, lots of the other apps allow you to give star ratings too. So go ahead and do that. If you have already left us a review, take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your Instagram stories or on your TikTok and go ahead and tag me at... Wee Wee Girl or tag our show at your woo woo BFF. 
One of the things that happens for us when you either leave us reviews or share the show on social, we get more eyes and ears on the show and that it allows us to get more sponsorship dollars. This is an independently funded show. It's myself and my very small team, Samantha and Ben, my husband, producing each episode. He's doing the audio editing and the engineering. So when we get additional show sponsors, we celebrate big time. And that happens because of you. Looking forward to seeing you back here again next Thursday. As always, sending so much love. Signing off, your woo-woo BFF.